Welcome to Conversations with Dr. K on the believer's response to life's toughest issues. Hello, Pastor Jerry. Hello, man of God. Good evening from Nigeria. Good evening. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Thank you. You know, man was actually created to be supernatural. Man is supernatural in origin. You know, man was made after the order of God. He was made in the image and likeness of God. So when we're talking about supernatural, we're not talking about something strange that we're bringing to man. We're talking about what man was born to do. The same way fishes are, are designed to function in waters, man has been designed to function supernaturally in the in the realm of god so what we're going to be doing today is you know to stir up that supernatural by revelation by revelation you're going to you're going to have the supernatural and you stand up stand up i like to eight but it is your i and the children whom the lord has given me are for signs and wonders you know man of god uh towards i mean towards the end of the last uh Ago, June 30th, to be precise, the Lord began to speak to me. He said, It's a takeover season for the body of Christ. Literally saying, A takeover generation is about to emerge. And you know, and when you're thinking takeover, the, the first scripture, the first set of scriptures that come to me is in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter one, how Joshua came on the scene and God instructed him, you know, I need you to be courageous, I need you to, you know, lead God's people into their inheritance. But prior to Joshua chapter 1, there was Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9 that talks about how Joshua, the son of Nun, was free of the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid hands on him. So there was an impartation that preceded the taking over. The capacity mm -hmm. of the takeover that Joshua was able to, to express, to manifest, to demonstrate was a function of a capacity that he received through impartation. Paul said in Romans chapter 1, he said, For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gifts to the end that you may be established. So mm -hmm. establishment that can only be gotten through impartation. The Bible mm -hmm. talks about how God took the, 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 the anointing of Moses and put it on 70 elders. There was an impartation. Now, mm -hmm. I sense in my heart that God wants us to dwell on the, 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 the mystery of impartation, the mm. of impartation that the body of Christ needs in this season for us to be effective. You know, in, in fact, one of the things that the Lord tried dealing with me on of late is the fact that there are too many people that are talking. Everybody's mm. running series, yeah. series upon series, talk, 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 but less demonstration. In fact, we make it look as if God has hands off demonstration and manifestation is just for us to give speeches now. The kingdom of God is not in words, but in power. When you take the power out of the equation of mm -hmm. God, you mm -hmm. don't know what you are left with. You can call it anything, but don't call it the kingdom of God. It's, of course, it's pure it's religion. Yeah. So today, I want you to speak from your heart. I mean, by revelation, what you know by revelation and what you know by experience, the relevance of it mm. in this season, if the body of Christ is going to take a place in taking over 
because God wants to take over in industries. He wants to take over a city. He wants to take over yeah. a nation. For yeah. example, a nation needs the power of God. Look at how many dignitaries have lost their lives in the last few weeks. Yeah. Just I was told the commissioner for health in those states passed away. The governor of those states was confirmed. I mean, uh, poor, yeah. poor, I think. Yeah. So you can yeah. see that the world is getting clueless more and more. Hmm. And we are needed. But how can we take over? How can we represent God if we have not been adequately impacted? Over to you, man of God. I, I think it is very important, man of God, for us to... Um, um, it's actually a very depressing time. Um, let me begin from where you began from, and that is talking about the place of impartation. Um, People confuse what is released in the atmosphere during meetings to mean impartation, right? And by this, I simply mean you can come into an atmosphere that is turbocharged with the power of God, and all of a sudden, something drops off. You see yourself manifesting something you never used to manifest. I'm afraid to say that it is not yet an impartation. Because you're going to leave that atmosphere and find out that nothing entered. You only responded to the atmosphere. You only responded to the atmosphere. As simple as, Saul, go and join those that are prophesying, the band of the prophets. And when you get there, you are going to be prophesying. But definitely, Saul, the mantle of the prophet has not yet rested on you. And so, Saul, if you leave the atmosphere, you are going to cease from prophesying. And so we have a lot of believers who misjudge an, an atmosphere of power to mean an impartation of power. They are not the same thing. And so there has to be a deliberate, um, 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 for, for, for want of a better word to put it, for every time kings were anointed in the Bible, for every time that you find um, prophets were anointed in the Bible, there was something that was systematic. There was a bowing. There was a kneeling for the oil to be poured, right? You cannot be in an atmosphere that you need an impartation and yet you are acting like you have been imparted. Mm. It doesn't work like that. And so we have a generation of men of God who understand they are empty, but they don't have the humility to say, you know what? I don't care. I need this thing. I want to become this way. I need the staring. So you find out humility and brokenness positions you for impartation. That's right. And so you find out that you still have a lot of people who have a need for impartation, who have a need for an, an impulse. In fact, talking about uh, Timothy that you mentioned about, mm -hmm. Apostle Paul was talking about countless number of times. Uh, Paul kept referring to Timothy as Timothy, my son, Timothy, mm. my son, Timothy, my son, which means that this guy has come to a place of complete bowing, a complete humility, complete. So you are talking about impartation because the truth of the matter is that believe it or not, I usually tell my people, there are things God cannot give you. It's already loaded in a man and that man may need to impart it to you for you to get it. That's the truth. God has already got on earth right now. I'm afraid to say it. God cannot function without humans. 
God cannot function without humans. So while men were sleeping, God decided to load a man with what those sleepers are looking for so that when they wake up, you will become their consulting point of what they missed during the time they were sleeping. And then you said, I will never bring myself to a place where I will be impacted, not revealing in an atmosphere that is not lasting. So some people just think it is the atmosphere. Oh, I got into an atmosphere. Next thing I started, I, I, I was speaking prophetically. I got into an atmosphere and I was speaking the word of knowledge. It doesn't mean that you have it. And so the major problem why there is no impartation, especially in my generation, is pride. We have a lot of people who believe that numbers have equated spiritual capacity. They are two different things. They can never be. We have a lot of people who believe that pedigree, glamour, glees, every other thing, they can now substitute they are now substitutes for an outpouring of the spirit. They can never be substitutes. This is exactly where Miriam found herself in the Bible. This place we're talking about is where Miriam found herself in the Bible. And Miriam kept asking, uh -uh, why should he be Moses? Why should he be Moses? Aren't we all here? And all of that. Miriam took the wrong route. Miriam, if you wanted what Moses had, go and meet Moses for impartation. And so this is what this generation is doing. When they know they can't have what you have, they speak against it. When they know they are not willing to pay the price, they speak against it. When they know they cannot, it's like um, the 10 virgins. I was just speaking a while ago, and I said to the people that I was talking to, and I said, when the foolish ones came to beg the wise ones, when the foolish ones came to beg the wise ones, the wise ones said, go and buy. Go and buy from those that sell. In other words, go and pay the price. Go and pay the price. And we are living in a time and in a season where men are not willing to pay the price for the impartation they are looking for. I remember days when we endlessly had to wait on men who were carrying the capacities we were needing. They were not God, but we knew uh, uh, this Apostle Paul says, the gift of God that is in you by the laying on of my hands that you received it because I laid hands on you. I transferred it to you. I made it happen inside of you. And that's exactly the generation where we are. So we are in a generation where there's no humility, where people feel, okay, if you have that one, that's your own area. Me, this is my own area. And, and there is nothing like your own area with God. There's not, even the Bible says, desire spiritual gifts. That means, which means that as many of the gifts you desire, you can actually get. But then again, a whole lot of it you are going to get by impartation. But man of God, it is distressing to know that you cannot have an empty hand, laying hands on an empty head. So it is a case of people that are young men, there's a young generation that is genuinely yearning for impartation. But unfortunately, the hands that have been laid on them are empty. And they themselves, they are empty head. When an empty hand meets an empty head in the spirit, I want to tell you, spiritual disaster is inevitable. Mm. And so this is where we are. So God seems to be saying to these men, first of all, that there is an inner place to get it. The, the, the men who carry things that they impart to people, it is not drama. They, you, they didn't come up and started doing impartation. They spent some time in the secret place. 
They were not a chip of the old block. They were not made. They, 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 the fire on them, the oil upon them, the grace upon them is not a show of grace. It's a grace they had taken some time to pay the price in the place of prayer, to pay the price in the place of colonia with God, to pay the price in the place of separation. I'm afraid to say this, man of God. Most of the men that this young generation are looking up to for impartation, the young generation should actually be imparting them. Because this younger generation are spending more time with God. And like the old, it is a case of Eli and Samuel. It is a classical case of Eli and Samuel. So you find out that God had left Eli and was talking to Samuel. But Samuel was busy running back to Eli. So we want more men who can, you know, before you tell me where to go to, please, first of all, remind me where you've been. So if you cannot tell me the story of where you've been, don't tell me where I should go to. So unfortunately, men who have been nowhere want to lay hands and tell the young generation where they should go to. It doesn't work like that. And so there's so much emptiness. There's so much emptiness. And the spirit is saying, come deeper. You that need, man of God, you know the truth, that you had an exploit in your yesterday does not make you qualified to impact another today. The freshness of your fellowship with God, the freshness of your outpouring is what determines that you carry capacity for impartation. And so if there is no freshness, I'm afraid to say you have nothing to offer a hungry generation. Man of God, you know what I discover? As the days are going by, younger generation getting hungrier with God. A generation is getting hungrier and hungrier with God. As the times are going, they are getting hungrier and hungrier with God. Unfortunately, there is no one to feed them. There is no one to impart them. First of all, you should even ask a deeper question. Do these people understand what an impartation is? Do they even know what an impartation is? The ones that want to do impartation, have they been impacted? Where are you coming from? Where are you coming from? Before you tell me where to go to, where are you coming from? Which food of the spirit have you ate? Have you sat in the boardroom of heaven? Have you been able to open the volumes of book that's been written about? Don't just lay your empty hands on a yearning heart without having a blueprint on the person you are laying hands on. So you have no blueprint about my life. You are laying hands on me. No, your laying hands on me will lead me back to where I am coming from. And so until the Lord is able to tell you, who am I? Where is this guy going to? What is the impartation for? What will be the use of this impartation I'm giving? So you don't just come and do a religious thing. I'm giving impartation. More, what, it, what it simply means is that more persons need to get back to the secret place. More persons, more of impartas not in parties. More of the impactors need to get back to a place where there is a freshness. And the number of years you have spent does not qualify you to know what impartation is. There was a man spoken about in the scripture, spoken about in the scripture, that was so vast. Apollos, he knew so much, but then again, there was still so much missing in his life. And so I think that's the place where a lot of God's people are, a lot of ministers are, and all that. But then again, man of God, the heartbeat of the now is impartation. They had many men are dying with their mantles. Many men are dying with what God has put in the inside of them. Many men cannot reproduce themselves. You can't reproduce yourself. So it's either Dr. K is present or nothing happens. 
is either this person is a, so you have a lot of we cannot you are not reproducing yourself but the slogan of the now is that we shall be many the slogan of the now is that we shall be many but we can only be many when first of all a hungry person meets a capacitated person that is only when we can be many man of god wow wow you know what, what you said just brought took me back to something Roboliado said recently i was Mm. Talking about his encounter with Lesa Sumrall, uh, he was he was in California then pastoring a young church, a vibrant church, mm. and flew to South Bend, Indiana, where Lesa Sumrall was ministering. I mean, was pastoring, and he said, mm. you know, to his surprise, Lesa Sumrall beckoned to him to come over. So when he came over, you know, the American man he is, he was he did mm. what you expect him, what he got. He said, Lesa Sumrall said, kneel down. This was in Indiana, here in Cali, here in America. And you know, he said, it was like kneeled down. So he knelt down. And he said, Lester Sumrall placed his hand on him. And he said, just two words. Be blessed. Hmm. And it's like, really? That's it? But he said something, he said, those two words, the power those two words carry, the impact of those two words in his life, we cannot forget those two words. Be blessed. Now, that someone else will pray that to me, and there's nothing bad in pray that to me while they He said, but those two words, there was a complication. Now, why was Lesa Sumra able to do that? Because Lesa Sumra had been impacted by Smith Wiggles Fox. As a young minister in England, Marley was Howard Carter. He met Wigglesworth yeah. in his house just before he returned back to America and Wigglesworth yeah. laid hands on him. And he came back to America and his ministry exploded. And later on, yeah. the Lord in the Philippines where he turned things around, cast down demons, miraculous, build the fastest growing church in Philippines. This was in the 50s. Now, talking about the history, now there was an impatter. Yeah. He laid hands on him and it carries mm -hmm. a generation. Now, mm -hmm. for a generation to have manifestation, it must mm -hmm. be a generation that has been processed through impartation. That's right. That's and right. what we're That's trying right. to do in our generation, oh my God, mm -hmm. God is to replace impartation with education. I mean, you go to some places, you are wondering, are you in a lecture theater or are you in a because mm. there's mm. so much information and education all over the place, overloading people with stuff. And you're wondering, mm. okay, thank God for all this information, but this ought to be a place of power. Possibly, right. is they say my preaching and my speeches were not with the enticing words of men, they were not just mm. with eloquence, but they mm. were a demonstration of the spirit. And of power, he says, so that mm. your faith you will not rest in the wisdom of men, but in That's the right. power of God. So, what That's we've right. been doing for years now is having a people whose focus is on the wisdom of men. On the wisdom, that's right. That's right. And I believe one of the yeah. reasons why this we're coming together to do this is to let a generation know there's still a hope, we can still turn yeah. around. We can still align ourselves. Yes. There's still a place for the yes. supernatural. You know, Pastor Jerry, you got to a point. I started asking myself, I hope I've not lost my mind. Because it seems it's like 
when majority of the people are facing this direction and you're facing the other direction and they, they begin to look at you as yours is getting too extensive it, it ought not to be that difficult and you're like no 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 mm. i've tasted of the real i can't say too much. i can't i can't i mean yes. how will yes. i do church yes. there's no devil how ah yeah <laughs> When I know there's a devil that consistently harasses people. I mean, I tell mm. people, I say, if you go through church for three months and there was no castle of devils in your mm. meeting, it does not mm. mean there are no demons sitting in your services. It simply means mm. they have mm. so positive. They can comfortably mm. sit and nobody, nothing, challenges their existence. Mm. Your, your environment and their expression they are matched together and they just enjoy themselves. We don't cast out demons. I'm like, anybody who understands the ministry of healing knows casting of demons is a major part of healing the sick. Because a good number of the people that you are trying is uh, let me share a testimony with you. Man of God, you 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 are okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Before go ahead. I let you know, I talked to somebody recently about a week ago, you know, two weeks before then, I called him and he said he's in isolation center. I won't mention the state. I'm like, what are you doing there? He said, ah, it seems I have COVID. So I said, wow. I pray for him. I said, I believe God that you come out of it and you're fine. So a few days after I sent me a test, he said, I tested negative. They are letting me go. I said, thank God. So eventually, he called me last week and he shared his testimony. I love the testimony so much. He said, while he was in the isolation center, Reverend Imaupa, you know, you got to know. And he kind of have a relationship. He said, then he put a call to him on the phone. And he said, what he had in his voice, he has never had him talk like that before. He said, you could feel the anger that the man was angry. You are in the isolation center. What are you doing there? So he said, right there, he said, you foul spirits behind COVID. I cost you to your roots. Now in the name of Jesus, out on the phone. You know what I love most? He said, before he was done speaking, he said, by the time I'm done speaking, you will fall asleep. And when you wake up, I'm talking about what happened about a week ago. He said, when mm. you wake up, there will not be a single symptom of COVID-19 on you. And he dropped. Wow, wow. The person shared the testimony with me. He said, just like the man said, he said, the moment he was done speaking, he said, he fell asleep. He woke up in the isolation center a few hours later. No single symptom of COVID. Then he said for the people, the official said, can you come do another test on me? I can imagine those ones wondering, what changed? He said, come and do another test. They did another test. And this time around, he tested negative. Karato Koshida. They have to let him go. Now, do you know what I love most about his testimony? He said, I did not recover. You know, Recovery a lot of times processed. You are getting better. He said, I woke up and I became perfect. It was like there was never COVID. Because that demon called COVID-19 has been chasing. Mm. I don't know the minister that's listening to us right now. And mm. you've been ministry for weeks and months and years. You can't even remember the last time you cast out a demon. Mm. Not because mm. there's no demon around you. Mm. is because mm. 
things because you are, the, I mean, your presence does not challenge them. You know, there's mm. a weight of glory that you carry. Again, no more so that when you walk into an atmosphere, there's a demonic person right there, there'll be a manifestation. Several years ago, the Lord told me, he said, the reason why pastors bury too many of their members is because they don't know how to walk in the supernatural. The manifestation of the power of God is not real. So demons walking mess up with their members, take them out, move from one family member to another family member. And you know, before you know, you are burying people all over the place, this casa, that casa, that tomorrow. And when there's no, when there's no manifestation, there will be plenty of room for explanation. We do have all manner of theology, like we don't know why God allowed it. God allowed what? Uh, allowed what? You are God allowed what? You allowed it. You slept on the job. You allowed it. Your people take your people out because you have not created an atmosphere for the spirit of God to find their treasure. A paradventure, maybe yourself, you need to be imparted. He said, to hey. you know what? there's somebody, there's a minister of the gospel listening to me right now. What you need to do is that you need to change your company. You need to mm. change your company. Actually, before the Bible says they went back to their company. The people you yeah. call, the members of your company, they are not adding anything spiritual to you. They are much of cold people without fire. You need the people that are body, literally. Ah. And you know, this is the reason why all, all these funny people that call themselves social media influencers can go online and be messing with us is because there's no power. Again, and then also, you there's no fear again. There's something. We won't think about it twice before you open your mouth. You can yeah. go over city, yekiato, book water, and by the chroma nakasa. Touch not my anointed now. People just throw it around. The question is the people yeah. that are in the anointed, are they anointed? Are they anointed? Are they really anointed? Are they anointed? What is on their hair? Some of them is vegetable oil. It's not any any serious oil that is on their hair. It's true. It's true. Some of them, it might be palm oil. It is not. The, which the, the truth is that, man of God, every word you are saying is as true as it is. We are unfortunately at that place, as we were talking, a number of things were jumping at me. When I mean jumping at me, you know the day, the day Pentecost was removed from the church. And I'm going to explain what I'm talking about. The day Pentecost was removed from the church, removed from a congregation, was the day the church became a village meeting. Remove Pentecost from the church, that gathering is nothing but a village meeting. And I'm not talking about Pentecostalism. I'm talking about Pentecost. Remove Pentecost from the church, it is village meeting. But man of God, what is Pentecost? You see the noise? You see the disarray? You see the wind of the spirit. You see the glory. 
you see the atmosphere that was not coordinated. We are desperate to bring coordination. We want to get under No, 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 let's align. Let's align. And the Lord said, when I showed you myself for the New Testament church, how coordinated was I? How can you now want to manifest me? You want a coordinated atmosphere. No, 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 no. Be stylish about the prayer. No, don't pray like, don't, don't pray like, you, you know, you know, no, no. Don't, you don't have to destroy all the seeds. You don't know. It was a move of God in the church I went to minister. I, it was such a move of God. And the pastor picked up microphone. I've never forgotten it. About two years or three years now, pastor picked up microphone and spoke into the microphone and he said, eh, eh, anybody that is falling, I'm putting you word for word, anybody that is falling, be careful, don't spoil my seat for me. Are you kidding? Man of God, man of God, they should not spoil your seat for you. So in this so they have collected Pentecost, taking it out of the church. You've collected Pentecost. It cannot. We come to each other. That your message, you must preach it. You spend half of the message abusing another pastor somewhere, because there are no oracles of fire in your spirit. You spend the other uh, fifteen minutes talking about politics and uh, discoveries about, and you get more excited. You get more excited about about research. That ah, there's a research that COVID nineteen where they are finding the results of the cure of COVID nineteen by research more than you are excited about the power that you carry within you. Oh, Rikatosia, how are the mighty fallen? Tell him not in God. Neither publish it not in the streets of Ashkelon. Like they would say, least the daughters of Philistines hear it and rejoice. And people are saying, you know what? I don't have to do this because if I do this, so I don't have to open the church because I've opened the church, something will go wrong. Are you kidding me? I could. I was in an interview, man of God, and I said this, and people started abusing me. It was a secular television, and I said, Please bring for us the COVID-19 people. Give us three days. After three days, come and test them. If they are still positive, close down the church. Close down the church. The same power that this are the day. Man of God, the Bible says in the last days. In the last days, very lost time shall come. And he enumerated all evil. He was still in the same last days. That he said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So in the last days, hell will magnify itself. In the last days, heaven will open an outpouring. So it depends. Where do you want to align? Where do you want to align? So we find ourselves in a season where we have naturalized the supernatural. We have naturalized the supernatural. And unfortunately, I'm afraid to say this, but we have supernaturalized the natural. Mm. We have, so right now, our natural way of living is now our supernatural. No, 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 no. Let us be wise. Let us be wise. Man of God, I say something to my church and I say, I'd rather get infected by COVID-19, die in COVID-19, right, with COVID-19, praying for a COVID-19 person, than knowing that I was removed from COVID-19 and I played it safe and then I lived not proving that same power that is at work within us. Man of God, in this season, I have seen an explosion of miracles more than I've, whether the blind, whether the lame, whether it's cancer. Today we read about, you know, one of the testimonies that they sent in about cancer. Someone who had cancer, it was someone who had cancer in the liver. 
totally being made free cancer in the liver just because the word of god came during our prayer our online prayer cancer in the liver disappeared all manner and all kinds of miracles these are not the times for pastors men on fire men with grace men with power to sit down and watch the devil multiply great uh, 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 negativity it is I, I said it in one of my meetings we are like in an armageddon war there is a war against it's like the house of saul and against the house of david you know, and the Bible says, and the house of David was stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul was weaker and weaker. But unfortunately, we have men who are giants like, like Goliath. Even Saul himself was a giant because the Bible says there was none as tall as Saul in the whole of Israel. So the guy was tall. Well, the guy was tall, but he was just tall for no reason. For he was tall for nothing. He was just a piece of empty bread making noise. Even the noise he could not make. But the other guy, Goliath, knew he was a giant. He wore armor like a giant. He spoke like a giant. He showed up like a giant. He moved like a giant. And all that. But we have giants, giants, soul, giants that are in their houses. We have giants that have been intimidated and locked. We have giants. We have giants who have decided to behave like babies. We have giants who have cowered themselves. And like the Bible will say, may the stones not be raised up in our place. Because the more we do this, there's a generation. Like it was spoken about the men of Saul. They could shoot the arrows with their both their right hand and both with their left hand. There's a generation. They are not just going to shoot arrows. They will shoot both with their right and with their left. They are in the place of incubation. They are being prepared by God. God is taking them into the depth of communion. God is raising them. God is raising them. I do know when I began to ask God, I said, God, everything is exploding in my life at the same time. And it looks like every Everywhere. And, and God said to me, listen, I do not showcase men that I have not prepared. I do not showcase men that have not been have not prepared. And so we are in a time and season. And if there is any man of God, any person in ministry that is hearing us right now, go through the process of incubation. Go through the process. Find easy man of God in kingdom, in Christendom right now. There's a generational gap. Those who are leading are not handing over. To the next generation because the next generation are too arrogant to connect with those who have gone before you you are too arrogant you don't have what they have you can't make the sacrifices you can make and i keep saying it all the time to my people i say it to my people all the time moses was in the mountain every time moses was in the mountain and joshua was sitting at the foot of the mountain that's right. An uninvited Joshua, uninvited Joshua, will sit at the foot of the mountain. Joshua, what are you doing at the foot of the mountain? It doesn't matter. It was it's Moses that God is talking to, but I'm going to follow this guy. I'm going to follow this guy. And how do you find a space when you do not follow the career of the space? How do you find? How do you find? So people believe they can random. And listen, man of God, I think that impartation, as much as it is given, Right at the time that the impartation, it is not a one-off because we have a lot of men of God, um, a, a, a lot, a lot, a lot of people who are looking for impartation that are looking at it for impartation at from a seeker-friendly approach. You know, we are. Um, I just want this thing from from this man of God, uh, man of God. Please just lay hands on me so that I can become. No, you you, you can't become. Nobody becomes overnight. 
when I lay hands on you, the seed is dropped in the inside of you, but the seed does not make you a harvest. So you have to be nurtured. You have to be instructed because we have a generation that gives even when Apostle Paul had finished laying hands on Timothy, he still needed to give him instruction and say, stay at the gift of God that is in you. Stay at the gift of So that thing, the gift is already inside of you. But I still need to give you road by road map. I need to give you step by step on what you're going to do to become that man that you have been wired to be. But we have a generation. Once they can open the Bible and read what uh, this person said, go and find the Greek meaning and all of that. All you are not you are not important anymore. But you know there are men who carry the mantle that you need. They, they, you, you know that this person carries the grace. You know you want to find yourself in the realm of the supernatural. You know you want to launch into go and meet, go and meet them, submit them yourself to them, be humble about them. Because you know we have a generation who believes that if ah, Dr. K is manifesting man of God, even the miraculous has dimension. Even miraculous, the miracles have dimensions. There are men who manifest the miraculous. And I knew where I was three months ago in manifesting the miraculous. I know where I am right now in manifesting the miraculous. So even the miraculous is in dimension. You do not come up and wake up in the morning and believe I can be like Dr. K overnight. I can be like Pastor Jerry overnight. No! Miraculous is in dimension. So you must also understand, even in the manifestation of the miraculous, I also need to know that I need to desire something deeper. I go and find, oh, there's a dimension this guy is operating in. I want to, I want to launch in. I want to connect to the dimension because this dimension is higher than where I am. Don't sit back criticizing what you don't have the capacity to produce. And please, I want you to know that some of these things are not drama. They are not drama. It's not a show off. It's not like, ah, they are too extra. The miraculous supernatural is extra. That is why it is supernatural. It is supernatural. So please do not accuse a supernatural person of being too extra. Do not accuse them of being too agidi, agidi. Their agidi is too much and all that. Don't accuse them of always trying to and all that. It is called manifestation. No manifestation is quiet. Every manifestation always comes with a lot of extra to them. Extra. Ah, whatever. He, he's always talking about the Holy He's always talking about miracles. He's always talking about the Holy Spirit. He's always talking about how he was with the Lord last night and what the Lord said. He's always speaking prophetically and all of that. That's the way the supernatural works. The supernatural is not quiet. The supernatural is very, very, very extravagant. It's very exuberant. That is the way. How do you find two young men who saw somebody at the gate of the temple? You knew there was a service going on. You knew that service was going on inside the church. And then you got to the gate of the temple. And then you looked at the man. And then you said to the, the man, see if I go that I know. This is in front of the church gate. So which kind of fire are you carrying like this? And all that. This is that's that's what supernatural is. It's not there to respect the status quo. It's not that I made up my mind a long time ago. Any man that must walk in the supernatural must first of all make up your mind to stand alone. You must make up your mind to stand alone. But guess what, man of God? Troubles have a way of reminding people 
that you carry what they need. Mm -hmm. So it is not important that they are not, whether anybody is talking to you now or not talking to you now is not important. By the time problem will strike, they will now look at us and say, who is that evil person that, that prays for cancer people to go? Who is that person that prays for the dead to rise? Who is that person to, that prays for this and that? And like we keep saying on this meeting, man of God, ministers of righteousness, child of God, supernatural is not a supplement. It's it not, is not what you, it's not what you add. It's not what you add. You say, my own, my own, my own is teaching. You know, when I, I, I finish teaching, my own is this one. What is your own? What is your own? There is nothing. Go back to how the church was founded. We were founded with noise. We were founded with noise. We were founded with irregularities. We were founded where men began to speak different things at the same time. That was how. So if you take the Pentecost from any church, that church is nothing but a village meeting. I say it again. If you take the Pentecost from a church gathering, I'm afraid to say that you are having a village meeting. So it is a collection. Every, the gathering of the people of God is a collection of lively stones. Stones that are on fire. Any church that cannot say everybody that comes into you is a collection of lively stones. I'm afraid to say, you are nothing like but monuments of decoration. You are just monuments of decoration that will serve no purpose in destiny. And God is saying, find you, like you said, God is saying to someone, change your circle. And I think, I, look, a, a lot of people who are, it was in this season, Dr. K, that I connected with you. It was in this season that I've had people from nowhere, man of God, from the strangest of all places, strangest of all countries, and they are calling me on the phone and they're saying to me, Pastor Jerry, God says I should connect with you. I should. So there's a tribe that is finding themselves, a tribe that is finding themselves because I, I don't know what's going to happen post-COVID, but there's going to be an onslaught. There's going to be an there's going to be a fierceness that's going to arrive. There's something that's going to happen in the post-COVID season because for every arrow that has hit us negatively, there's an army that is being raised to take the battles to the gates of the enemy. Because one will chase a thousand, two. Two will chase tens of thousands. And so we are being raised from all corners. One person cannot do it. And that's why we say we shall be many. We shall be many. And so right now, God is staring this person's eye, staring this person. When you have finished changing your company, find someone you know that can impact you. You are going to be very humble and obedient. Whatever is going to take you, let it take you. Whatever is going to be, you are not here in order to be a statistic. You need to get someone who will not just talk about prayer. I want to see you pray. Don't tell me about prayer. I just want to see you pray. I want to see you create a Holy Ghost pandemonium. I want to see you create a Holy Ghost pandemonium where everybody the church was better than noise. Anything that wants to make us quiet is taking away our fire. I say it again. The church was better in noise. Anything that is trying to tell us, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. You are taking my fire. 
The Bible says, can a man carry fire in his bosom and it will not burn? He must burn. So sometimes when a word is coming in church and you see me stand and I scream, and then you, everybody begins to turn at you, turn and look at you. I said, are, are you the only one in this church? Why are you shouting? Didn't we hear what you heard? Another, you heard the lines. I grabbed the fire. You heard the lines of what the man of God said, but the fire was left on. So as I screamed, not because of what the man of God said, I screamed because of the fire that came out of that. So we are looking for more persons who are going to be positioned in the place of fire. Like I said, any manifestation without a secret place is nothing but show. It's show business. Any manifestation without a koinonia with God is nothing but show business. I want to say it again. Any manifestation or purported manifestation without a place of death, death with God, a place of death with God is nothing but show business. And so God is saying before people, because also there is another group that claims that they are manifesting. There's another group that claims they are manifesting. But when you hear them, you know that this one is shallow. This one is copy, copy. This one has not received impartation. This one just watched the Benny Hinn's meeting and is coming here to act Benny Hinn. This one is, you don't have a work. This one, you've not you've been nowhere. This one, you just know that you've not been there. So right now, God first of all has to bring sons and daughters to the quarry house. To the quarry house, Rebalaba, where stones are quarried. He wants to bring you to the quarry house, break you properly, incubate you properly. This is the place where you submit. This is the place where you learn. This is the place where you get the roadmap. This is the place where God begins to teach you. This is the place like Joshua. Sometimes you need to follow endlessly, endlessly. Some people, they call you on the phone, man of God, I want you to be my mentor and all of that. They call you three times. When they can't get you, they forget. They say, ah, you are too busy. You are not serious. You are not a good follower. Do you know that even it was Elijah that was discouraging Elisha? It was the, it was the one discouraging Elijah. I said, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't follow me. Don't follow me. Elijah said, you don't, you don't, you don't get it. You don't get it. Mm -hmm. Sir, you, that, you, are, you don't know what you, you have is what I need now. What you have is what I need. So any price, which is why I began with, we have a generation that is not willing to pay the price. Mm -mm. They are not willing to pay the price. They are not willing to pay the price of submission. They are not willing to pay the price of their secret place. They are not willing to pay the price of allowing flesh to die, of carnality to die. They are not willing to pay the price, but they want the manifestation. But God is saying, what will make the difference is the price you're willing to pay. So, more God, stay in my heart. Let me go all the way. I want to go all the way in paying the price. I want to go, whatever it will take, Lord, help me to do that. And so, until there's a proper positioning, until there's a proper alignment, until we break away from the old, there's also another group remaining. They love fire. They want to connect. They love the Pentecost experience, but they want to mix it. They want to mix it. They want to mix it so that they will become seeker friendly. And so a part of you wants, you know, you, you want to be on fire for God. You desire impartation. You desire a part of you also desires one of these things that try to make ministry, you know, look please and glad. A part of you just wants a bit of everything. You want a bit of, let me say to a man in ministry, you cannot be a bit of everybody. 
That is the truth. You must, the Bible says, let thy eye be single, that thy hope because You must understand that you must make manifest the supernatural. You cannot be a bit of this person, a bit of that person, a bit of this other person. No, that's not going to happen. Yes, you cannot be. So if you know that this is what I want, settle for it, go for it, desire it, push through it, breast through it, and all of that. Let me tell you, man of God, I want to say this, and that is, most people don't realize that what they are, the level they are looking for does not have space for them. So, it is a fight to gain their space. So, it's just like God saying to the children of Israel, I am going to take you to the promised land. Uh -uh. So, we, I would have thought that if you were taking them to the promised land, it should be an uninhabited land. On uninhabited land, you are going to take so the land you have promised them, there are even people inside the land. <laughs> so the place you call there, there are people inside. It. Oh God, which kind of promise is that one? You are promising me something that somebody already has. But this is where he develops my capacity. He develops my capacity when promised land is where something. So God wants to develop the capacity of a generation to say, you know what? Where you are desiring, <laughs> there are people that are occupying so, but there are people occupying that, they, but they are sleeping, breaking, displaced some people. Whenever a man rises, man of God, I'm afraid to say this, another man just went down. You know, before Esther could walk in into the palace, Vashti had to go. Just before we came up today, uh, I mean, the Spirit of the Lord directed me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. It says, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will also pray with the understanding. Then he said, I will sing with the Spirit. I will also sing with the understanding. Now, look at the order. I will pray with the Spirit. Then I will pray with the understanding. And that order was deliberate. It was intentional. God is saying our, our oppression in the New Testament should be firstly spirit before understanding. In fact, that understanding ought to be an interpretation of what was, you know, altered or, or expressed in the spirit. Now, but what have we done in most places now? We have reversed the order. It's about understanding then, okay, a little bit of spirit. And it cannot work that way. Now, what we end up with? We end up with vocalists in our churches who are so skillful, but unspiritual. And it reflects. You know, I don't care how much skills you've got. If you don't have oil, it will show. You handle that microphone, if there's anything that detests me, is when somebody who is so gifted, has no oil on him, is the one preceding me in ministry. They kill the atmosphere literally for you. And by the time you are coming on board, the, the atmosphere is so hard, is so stiff. Why? Because, you know, somebody has messed it up. Somebody who does not know how to explore, how to navigate in the realm of the spirit. And God is saying, I want my church to come up into a place of maturity where the things of the spirit is concerned so that they can firstly pray in the spirit before they pray in understanding. They can firstly sing in the spirit before we sing in understanding. We are recreated in our spirit. We are reconnected with God and we ought to have the capacity to express God.
And by the time we come to the place of understanding, is an interpretation of our expression in God. Of our expression in God. I see the church restored like no, like, like, like no man business in this season. I want to prophesy over a man, over a woman that is watching me, who, who needs some fresh fire in his life. I want to prophesy in the name of Jesus that there will be a setting of a, a setting on fire from within you. And I see you coming to a place of expression and manifestation like never before. Isaiah 8, 18, behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders. Supernatural ought to be your flow. It ought to be our flow. Is the flow of the church. Pastor Jerry said something before he went off. He said something. He said, you know, whether you're a pastor, you're a teacher, you are anything you might be, even just being a child of God is all it is. You must be supernatural. You must be supernatural. God intends the church to be supernatural in, in everything. We, we you know, supernatural is not what we hide. We don't hide the supernatural. We do the supernatural. We, 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 we're not trying to project anything but the supernatural. We are, we, we, we are defined by the supernatural and we are proud of our supernatural heritage. I was talking to a very good friend of mine a few days ago and we were just conversing about how the church has so much backslidden to a point that we settle for a comedian. And I have nothing against comedians, hmm. you know, regularly. I'm talking about having hmm. a table for comedians in our, it's like a monthly yeah, step. Yeah. So it's how we're doing that so, so that the people can be happy. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Man of God, it's 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 um it's not the first time. It's not the first time. Um, there was a warning. There's a warning that Elijah gave to the uh, uh, prophets of Baal. There was a warning he gave to them, and that's he said to them, "As we anticipate the fire to come, let us not put any fire under. Let us not put any fire. Nobody should put fire under." Right now, because we don't know what it means for the joy of the Holy Spirit to be stirred, we don't know, we don't we don't understand that realm, that joy, that joy that is not situation produced, that is not condition driven. We don't know that joy. So all we do now is that what can we do? What is the next shift? What can we do in order to? And, and that's why we already think about. We love the comedians. Thank you for being a part of the gospel uh, body of Christ. But the truth of the matter is that you were never raised to inspire us. You were never raised to become our voice. You were, you were not. We must put you where you belong. Because tomorrow, they think they now have a voice to advise, to counsel, to speak uh, uh, about the pastors and how pastors should behave and how pastors should not be. We empowered motivational speakers to insult us. We empowered them. And then they come. All of a sudden, they believe. They know what they are doing. All of They put people who are not doctrinally sound, carry the microphone, and then they say whatever they like, however they like it. We do poster. We put them on it. And all of what exactly went the spirit. We see the truth is that, uh, unfortunately, bigger than the pastor. The pastor is small. The comedian is big because exactly, exactly. We want to use the comedian to draw the people. Man of God, if the fire I carry cannot draw the people, 
Eh? If it takes a comedian to draw the people to come, then obviously I'm drawing the wrong people. I'm drawing the wrong people. I remember I said, remove Pentecost. We remove Pentecost from the church. What we have is a village meeting. That is what we have. Because man of God, when the fire came, one day, Peter, 3,000. The next time at the beautiful gate, 5,000. All that was drawing people were, man of God, I am in a season where I have seen all manner of people from different areas, from different areas, come to meet. And, and one thing is drawing them is the fire that they see. It's the fire that they see. You know? So I cannot hand over. This is This is carrying a mantle and handing over. Do you know where we stand? We are priests of the Most High. We are priests of the Most High. We know where we have been and where we have been. You don't stand and desecrate what God has. I respect your calling, but your calling is not on my platform. I respect your calling, but your calling is not within the sphere of what. So whereas I appreciate that, when I am about to talk about skills, those who have skills, I'm talking about people, I can bring you to talk about your skills. And all of that, and how the generation, the, the people who are interested in getting that, and then that can be capacitate the people, but not to bring you in a program that has the Holy Spirit and, and that has, and then I'll bring you to contribute to what? To contribute to what? Man of God, everybody carries an atmosphere. Body, everybody carries an atmosphere. Everybody carries an atmosphere. Don't carry an atmosphere. I don't need to use it and neutralize the atmosphere that we have cooked in the spirit. And then you come because you don't understand the vision. You don't know where God is taking us to. You don't know. So you come and crack one useless joke. And then, man of God, there are jokes that drain oil. There are forms of things that you respond to and it will grieve the Holy Spirit. There are things that are said, and then some, I'm, I'm afraid to say this, even the comedians may need to learn from this. There are, there are things you don't make joke of. You don't make joke of men of God. You don't, you don't make joke of the scriptures. You don't make joke. Any joke you want to joke, joke it on yourself. Joke it on the things you have seen. You can go and joke on government officials and all that. You don't look at anointed man and then make a joke out of how short the anointed man is. You are endangering your future. But then we put all of them on the hands. You know the Bible, when the Bible says, come out of among them and be ye separate. Come out of among them and be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing. Unfortunately, we are in that generation that has embraced the unclean thing. They have not just touched the unclean thing, we have embraced the unclean. But I think there's a mighty purging coming on. There's a mighty purging. One of the first evidences of the purging was the COVID-19. And a lot, I'm glad that a lot of people braced up to it and they realized that our empires, we call churches, may not last the test of time. The question is, man of God, when our churches were closed, who still had voices? Who were those that still had voices even when the churches were closed? It is a question that should make us realize it is time for us to invent. The drama, those who have the drama of the spirit, their time has come and gone. Drama. Right now, we are waiting on them who have the gifts of the spirit. Drama of the spirit, 
religion of the spirit, attitude of no, 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 no. The Lord, they, their, their seats are beside. They have just been thrown aside. Right now, people are looking for the real thing. They are looking for the gifted. They are looking for those who believe what to believe. Is either you manifest the spirit and the power of the Holy Ghost or you go home. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, verse 19, and verse 20. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. He said, pray without season. Verse 18, he said, do not point the spirit. Verse 20, he said, do not give prophecies. Pray without season. Do not point. Do not despise prophecy. Do you know, Pastor Jerry, these are the three things the church has been yes. built up for a while now. Pray without ceasing. We have taken a vacation from it. Do not quench this. Mm. Of course, every opportunity to quench the spirit, we jump at it. Do not. Yes. It's, it's like, it's okay. It's okay. Anything is of the spirit. It's okay. It doesn't have to be that. No, 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 no. You know, I was sharing with you the other day how I went to preach for a mega church. And, you know, the power of God broke out. I lay hands. And minister in the spirit, and you know, when we're done, people were blessed, people were healed. But that was not the primary concern of the person that invited me. The primary concern was the way I lay hands. He said, he said just touch them. Don't, don't, just touch them. He said, That day, I'm like, Jesus, I should not just touch them. So you are more, you are more concerned about the, the acceptance of the, the kind of believers in your church. More than impartation that the spirit of God wants to bring to their lives because you don't yes. when they say tone it down. You know, you share something with me last was it last week or a few days ago about the person that went through tone it down and how uh, he lost he lost the supernatural. Can you share the yes. story? I mean, it is something that man of God, every time I remember it, is something that really grieves my heart. Um, but for want of just um, going around the circle again, let me quickly say this, that um, in fact, I have multiple stories in that direction. I, I have multiple stories in that direction. And I, I just remember one right now. Sorry, let me tell you a much more recent one, you know, that just happened like three, three days ago, you know. So, and, um, and the pastor just reached out to me and then he said, I met you at the pastor's conference where you spoke in Portacot, you know, I just felt like I got the fire and then I walked back home and then I just felt, I told my wife, this is what the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit wants me to walk in and all of that. And I walked into it and then in three days, I was already seeing evidences and people were coming to my wife to tell my wife, pastor is into this, that, that a whole lot about this doesn't even make sense in the first place. And then I began to listen. And that was the, my nemesis. Every single thing began to go down, go down, go down. As I speak with you, man of God, the church packed up because the Holy Spirit was shown the way out. Yes, yes, yes. He was still doing church and people were walking away. And then that's how the church packed up because of tone it down, tone it down, tone it down, tone it down. Seek a friendly approach, seek a friendly approach. Unfortunately for you, you don't even know that the big men you want to tone it down for, big men in quotes, those ones, they are looking for the corrosive oil. They are looking for native unction. They are looking for native unction. If they tell you where they used to go to and what they drink in order to get... And so they know when you are neutralizing it. 
they know when you are, are not, they know the kind of, especially in Africa, they know the kind of things where they go to to get on, and they knew that is in God. You are now turning it down. Let's speak rightly. Let's uh, manage them. Let them come. When they come, PM, you give them seats in the front and all of that, and then you want to talk to them nicely. And you want, wherever you see seats, sit down. Wherever you see this thing going, when it is time, pray for them. If you, if anyhow you want to do it, make sure you do it. But most importantly, let them feel the impact of it. the season of neutralization is over. It's over. And it's important that we say that it's over. It's over. <clears throat> because we cannot continue to neutralize when God himself is saying, give it raw. If you don't want it, if Jesus said, as many as the Father has given to me, I've not lost any one of them except the son of perdition. If my words, if my walking in power, if my walking in grace is going to offend you, you were never meant to be in my circle the first time. Yes, you were never ever meant to be in my circle the first time. And so we are not going to apologize on who we are. We're not definitely going to adopt a seeker-friendly approach to it. We are never definitely going to listen to what the time, the times do not dictate what we say. What we say creates the time we want to see. So we are letting the times dictate, oh, right now with the time that we're not, the times do not dictate to us what we say, but it's actually what we say that creates the time that we want to see. And so unfortunately, the church, we have not grabbed this. And God is saying, I, I repeat one more time, man of God, get into the place of colonia, get into the place of death, get into the place where you don't care what others are doing, get into the place where you don't want to be in everybody's company. The reason people don't understand, the reason why why some people will never like you is because God does not want you to be in their company. So separate yourself and become who God wants you to be in this season. Go and cook yourself with God. Go and face your assignment. Go and live in the fullness of the... Go and eat the food of the Spirit. Go and lose yourself. Go and let the hammer of God, let it break the hardest part of you. He says, it's my word, not like a hammer. Just go and lose your... You cannot come out and remain in the same. You cannot come... Remember I said, if there's no Pentecost, it is show business. It is show business. Anything, all the rearrangement, all the let us package ourselves, all the that is how we kept packaging the church, branding the church, and we branded the Holy Spirit out of it. The Holy Spirit left us and we we're carrying our labels. But I think right now, man of God, there's a generation that has a reason. And this generation is saying it's either there's an eruption of the there are fire bearers everywhere. There are fire. There is everywhere. They have not bowed themselves to bow. They are in what in small, small corners. They have been incubated for a time of release. Some people are done incubation, but then again, like the other prophets who were locked up somewhere so that Jezebel does not kill them. There are also people who are their incubation period is over, but there is a wicked spirit that has vowed that they will not come out. And all. so these are men who are going to pray out. We, we need more men. We need every man in every community bearing fire shining the light for our world to see because the season the season man of god is now the season wow. you know man of god there are seasons in your life where light meals can do it for you but when destiny begins to beckon when the burden of purpose begins to grip a man when transitions begin to take place
Randa, some you are, you know, you know, when transition comes, Karaka, you know, see, you begin to bet something or you are betted into something. That is my, when they ask me, Pastor, define transition. In transition, let, let, me, let me say it one more time. You know, in transition, you are betting something. Or you are being betted into something. And so when transition begins to happen, I'm afraid it's a call for a deeper level. When transition begins to happen, when transition begins to happen, is a call to a deeper level. So there are times when you begin to see that your heart is indicting a good matter. Your heart, there's something your heart desires. You go for meetings and people are doing, they are doing a, a PowerPoint, PowerPoint presentation. They are flipping from one PowerPoint to another. Uh, they are doing this other one. They are doing that. There are seasons for PowerPoint, but there is a season for points, every point to come with power. Do you understand? So there are seasons for PowerPoint presentation, but there are more seasons for every point to come with power. And so until your point comes with power, don't show me your PowerPoint presentation. So, and this is where we are. We have more PowerPoint presentation than we have people's points that are coming with power. And so, you get into such atmospheres and then you know that I am tired. I know what, I know what your wife meant when she said the environment is too light. They, 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 ah! They say, where body of destiny will grip you. You don't want to stay in a place. You know, the Bible says, and many believed on Jesus. Many believed on him when they saw the miracles that he did. Many believed on him, not when they saw the eloquence of his words. When they, it's, it's not when they saw how smooth Jesus was. How they said, no, 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 no. It wasn't his words. They believed when they saw the miracles which he did. That the wrong people have hijacked the miracle ministry does not mean that the miracle ministry is not the statutory possession of the church. We own it. We own the miracle ministry. Even if the young, wrong people have hijacked it, we have returned back with the end time fire and the end time adako radikasha. And that is what we have come to take over. Anybody who speaks in tongues, the Bible says your understanding is unfruitful, as if you knew. I say your understanding is unfruitful. I say so when your understanding is unfruitful, what happens? If your understanding is unfruitful and your mouth is moving and you say you're speaking in tongues, it means that you're just doing very repetition. Because you don't understand what you're speaking. But I say you don't understand. The Bible says building of your you build up yourself speaking in the Holy Ghost. So you notice that if my understanding is unfruitful, the portals of the spirit is open. And so when I speak in tongues, my mind is stops walking, stops walking, my mind stops reasoning. And my spirit at that point in time begins to walk in a realm of revelation. Revelation. So you can be, if you tell me you're speaking in tongues and nothing, you, the eyes of your mind was not enlightened. There was nothing new that dropped in your spirit. I'm afraid to say what you were doing is that you were having a vain repetition. 
He was a very repetition. So if my mind is unfruitful, my spirit is active akin to the spirit of the Lord. And it is at the season where I'm speaking in tongues that ideas from heaven are flooding my mind. It is the season that I'm speaking in tongues that God is making plain every word he told me that I didn't understand. It's the season I'm speaking. So these are the things that happen in the realm when I speak in tongues. Father, we thank you for the release of your spirit, for what you have done, for what you are doing, for the stirring up, for the burning of hearts of men. Thank you for the next level as we receive from you where Koinonia is concerned. In the name of Jesus, God bless you. We are sure you enjoy this podcast. You can also join Dr. K on Instagram at Dr. K Live every weekday at 7 a.m. CST.